Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's heart truth meets your heart story. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. And this show is a slight adjustment to our regular format as we pause to offer a special series that recognizes the season of Advent. On Mondays, our Take It In episode will unpack a verse of scripture related to the Advent candles of hope, peace, joy, and love. And on Wednesdays, our Live It Out episode will invite you into a conversation with a guest who shares testimony about the transformation they've received as they study the Bible. Advent means coming, and as you await the Christmas Day celebration of Christ's coming, our goal is that these episodes will increase your awareness of the hope, peace, joy, and love offered to you in a relationship with Jesus and stir your desire to connect with those gifts through studying the Bible. Thank you for tuning in, my friend. Please know I create this show with you in mind, and I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. Today we are going to begin our Advent series and take it in with Romans 5.5 using my step-by-step Bible study method, and you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. And back with me is my dear ministry friend, Katie Mason. Katie, welcome. I'm so glad you are here again. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas to you as well, Angie. It's my favorite time of year. Uh, I think mine too. I think mine too, even though winter is not my favorite time of year, but Christmas and basketball help me get through it. Okay, well, winter is my fate is my favorite time of year because I love that I can wear all the clothes at once. Interesting. And all my favorite things happen in winter: wedding, Christmas, my birthday, my husband's birthday, Valentine's Day. It's just a load of extravagant gift giving. It's what? not extravagant, but it's it never, gifts. It's it's it never stops. Every every couple of weeks, there's another party to we attend. Used to, and, we used to talk about the extravagance with the candy. Like it would start in the fall in the parade season and go through Valentine's Day when our kids were little. Right, like the candy just never stops coming into the never, house. <laughs> never. And I um. I may or may not be one of those people that uses the candy that I acquire all for the first six months of the year for Halloween. So just know if you come to my neighborhood, it might be last year's candy. No, it's all good. It's all good. Oh my goodness. No. Well, yeah. we are we are starting the Advent season, uh, or at least the podcast series for the Advent season. And as I said, we are in Romans 5, 5. I'm going to read it from the NLT. We're going to talk about hope. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. A little book overview of Romans. The author is the Apostle Paul. The audience is the Church of Rome, and the date of the writing is around 80, 55 to 57. One commentary I read said, Romans is often regarded as Paul's fullest expression of his theology. I thought that was an interesting comment. And we are hanging out, as I said, in chapter five. It has 21 verses, and we're going to be looking at the section of chapter five that talks about evidence for hope. So one more time, this is Romans 5, 5 in the NLT. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And step one is to choose our word, and our word goes with the Advent candle, right? And our word is, Katie, take it away. 
our word is hope, which um, is such a full word. Like yeah. I always think of it as this really simple word, but as I studied it uh, to talk about with you, Angie, and just thinking about Advent and what it represents, like we just see it as four weeks between um, the end of Thanksgiving and Christmas day, but really it represents centuries of waiting. Mm-hmm. It represents uh, longing for restoration um, from what was lost to the Israelite people. And then the way it came to them was so unexpected that they missed it. A lot of them missed it. And we do too. We do too today. When we look, I'm getting way off the topic of hope, but our hope, our hope is grounded in the Messiah that we almost miss every year at Christmas time because we're so busy. Yeah. So Advent is... um, my absolute favorite time of year, almost more than Christmas day, Mm -hmm. because, because I think if you take the time through Advent to really sit and reflect each day, and there's, there's hundreds of journals out there or devotional books, you version has as many options as there are people in the world. But, um, for Advent studies, I highly recommend them from little kids to seasoned adult Christians, but, it just, it just centers what Advent is about. And it centers kind of what our whole Christian year um, is wrapped around. Yeah. And so, so when I think of hope, that's really, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for a four letter word, a beautiful four letter word. So um, the definition of hope per Webster's and the Oxford language dictionary that I pulled off the internet um, says that it's a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Mm. And then they have this really fun, um, they call it the archaic definition, which I don't think it's archaic at all because this is what I have always thought hope meant, but maybe that's cause I'm old now. Maybe that's, that's why I don't think maybe it's archaic. Maybe we're archaic and we didn't know. Maybe, maybe we are, but it's, um, a feeling of trust Mm. that hope is a feeling of trust. And then as a verb, when we're hoping it's to want something to happen or be the case. Um, So some other synonyms of hope were to, um, to be intentional, to anticipate, to have conviction and a longing those are just a couple of them. And then I thought it was really interesting. There were only two antonyms that kind of got repeated and you could extrapolate and make other words uh, bounce further down from the antonyms. But the two that kept coming up were to despair of and then pessimism. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, that's what they kind of say, the the innocent, as you get older, you become more jaded. So you stop looking at the world with wonder and awe, and instead you look at it with pessimism and doubt. And so I just, yeah, I just, that feels um, heavy. As you say, I'm so often the antonyms feel so heavy when we talk about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little farther down, I found some antonyms that were confusion, angst, and anxiety. And I thought that was interesting because isn't that what happens when we are pessimistic? You know, like you said, that's a little farther down, I guess, but when we are pessimistic, when we lack hope, there is confusion, there is doubt, there is anxiety, there is angst and yes. yes mm-hmm, and, and hope in something 
beautiful, something that's coming is what like is the antidote to that, right? Um, is the antidote to that anxiety. I always say that like Thanksgiving and praise and anxiety and stress can't share space. And so when we feel like anxious and so, and so why do we have, why do we, how can we offer Thanksgiving and praise in our moments of anxiety or doubt or confusion or pessimism? Well, it's because we have something to hope in, right? It's something that's bigger. It's like um, the song, the Christmas song, it's Oh Holy Night, right? The thrill of hope. I love that line. The thrill of hope. Yikes. That feels good. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. thanks for starting us off so strong. That's great. Step two is investigate. We divide that up into four parts. Part one is to compare the word in other translations. I found a couple of things. The Amplified said such hope in God's promises. So the Amplified sometimes has a little bit of like extra commentary, almost like in the, so it's talking about the hope Mm -hmm. is in God's promises. The GW said confidence. And the message says alert expectancy. Isn't that great? That's like, that sounds like a thrill, right? Like alert expectancy. Like, hey, we are not sleeping on this stuff. We are staying alert, awake, actively Mm. looking forward, expect it's like active waiting, right? Instead of passive waiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 A part two is to research the original word. So help us out with that. This was beautiful. Okay. I uh, went to Blue Letter Bible. And I was fascinated by the idea that the Greek word uh, sounds like peace. I know. Yeah. I was like, Lord, look at you and your beautiful way that you weave words. Um, El peace. It's a feminine uh, noun, which again, I think if I think about the characteristics of God, um, like I miss out on the, the feminine aspects of him. And I think about like how often... Uh, women and men, but women have, they just, there's more hope. Like there's just a, a a quiet confidence sometimes in my female friends that my uh, male friends don't have, because there can be a tendency to do and fix and, and um, press on instead of kind of waiting. I don't know, you know, if that's because more women have a tendency to have to wait mm-hmm. on, other things. Um, but that always makes me think when I, I see the characteristic of a word being Mm -hmm. male or female. Um, and then further on about the, the Greek word, uh, it, it means expectation either in something abstract or concrete. And then, um, going back to that archaic definition, definition, it's trust. Um, somebody, uh, something that you will confide in or, Mm -hmm. uh, flee to in refuge. Yes. Um, and because, and it's an unseen fulfillment sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's what I found. I love that. The theological dictionary, the new Testament said that man either does or can hope is a comfort for him in a difficult present. I thought that was so mm. it's like, that's that refuge that we're just talking about. Like I have yes. this hope, right. That this circumstance, this anxiety, this angst, this opposite of peace, maybe, uh, yeah. but, but I know that I have a place that my hope is not my hope as if I hope it will happen, but my hope in my confidence is my trust yes. is that when I go to this place of refuge, the Lord, that I am accepted, welcomed and comforted and taken care of there. So I have this hope in something else, not, I hope this will happen, not that kind, but I have this complete faith and confidence and trust that I have a place to go when I don't know where to go. 
Yeah. 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 Some of the other um, further down, as I read the commentaries, it mm-hmm. was about what the hope is founded in. What yes. is it based right. in? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It is our, yeah. it, it, it is, it is our salvation here and our eternal salvation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Salvation yeah. in that we can believe God's promises and in his faithfulness and that we have an inheritance that's incorruptible. I mean, those, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 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 So part three is to read some commentary, a couple of things from the enduring word that stood out to me. The hope that tribulation builds in us is not a hope that we'll be disappointed. Um, we don't always want to think about tribulation building a hope, but when we do, we do, when we do know where to go, when we don't have a place to go, then the next time we don't have a place to go, I think we remember faster. We can anyway, we can remember faster. We have a place to go, right? Like this is yes. what my hope is. And so this, the, the, the tribulation the, the little things and some of our tribulation are the daily inconveniences of life. And some mm-hmm. things are seasons that are really, really hard. And like, you know, so and both are true, but whether mm-hmm. it is the daily inconveniences of life, cause that will steal our joy so fast, right? Like we don't have to yes. be in a season of grief or heaviness to mm-hmm. be like without joy because the little things I was just saying to my husband the other day, he came home and it's like, what's the matter with my girl? And I said, you know what? Today's just been like death by a thousand paper cuts. I heard somebody say that one time, like nothing is wrong. And yet it just feels like these mm-hmm. little things that have just like pricked at me all day, sort of, you know, and I, I'm like, I but yes. And so I'm like, even with, we, where do we go with that? Right. I mean, where do we go when our heart is just crushed, but where do we go when it's just one of those death by a thousand paper cuts day? Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. But, um, and also from the enduring word, Paul wants us to think the right thought about God, but he also wants to have, wants us to have the right experience with God. And I thought that he wants us to think about the right thoughts about God. I'll get it right here in just a second. He wants us to think the right thoughts about God, but he also wants us to have the right experience with God. And to me, I think that means remembering and living by the promise that our hope is secure, right? Like this is not, this is unshakable. It's incorruptible. Like we don't, we didn't create it and we didn't destroy it. It is God. And so Mm. it's dependable. We can stand on that. Um, Yeah. And then in the yeah. Bible knowledge commentary, it said a believer's hope, since it is since it is centered in God and his promises, does not disappoint that believer. Disappoint means put to shame because of disappointment in unfulfilled promises. This affirmation concerning hope in God is a reflection of Psalm 25, 3. Um, and 25, 3 says, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. So it's the only way that we could be ashamed of hoping is if God didn't live up to his promises. But if we know that God always lives up to his promises, then we can have complete confidence that we will not look foolish for hoping in him. Right. Like that's, Mm. I mean, ultimately is. Yeah. 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 So if we really believe he is who he says he is and he does what he says he does, then we don't need to have any hesitation to have our hope in him. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yes. Well, part four is to rewrite the verse in our own words. I'll read it one more time in the NLT. It says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So how did you rewrite that, my friend? I said, and we have an abstract but certain hope Mm -hmm. that frees us to live abundantly with the assured love of God love. He shows us 
by generously filling each of us with the Holy Spirit, a continual fountain that will always be in us. Continual fountain. I love that. Yes. Yes. We can't use it up. Right. We can't. And I I think there's something because I have felt so much in my life that I'm too much Mm. uh, that it's so reassuring to me. I have to be reminded of it a lot. Don't get me wrong, but it's so reassuring Mm -hmm. to me that like, I'm not too much here. I'm not going to take too much. I'm not going to be too much. I'm not like, it's just, you have, you have so much. And the Mm -hmm. Lord just opened my heart. I'm going to say this out loud, even though I haven't really, I don't know that I can articulate it very well, but one of the things the Lord's just been teaching me, Katie was like, I can, the Lord can have his whole attention on me because he's so bigger than what I can understand, but he also has his whole attention on you. Like, it's not like us, like it's not divided. Yes. Like it's not, we don't have, like, we can only really focus on like one person, one relationship, like, you know, right. Like we can't yeah. actually focus, but he's not like that. He's like, I can give you everything I have. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean I can't give Katie less or if Katie is taking everything yeah. I have, like, and I can't really explain it because I guess we just can't, but to me, that brings me so much hope. Like I just like you have so much and you want to just pour it out on me and I can go to you when I don't have a place to go. And it doesn't matter what kind of day I've had. And I just don't shake you nothing. You're always a loving, welcoming, non-anxious presence. I can always bring you my everything and it's never going to shake you. That to me is hope. (laughs) Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. I might've got carried away just a little bit. (laughs) That's all right. Holy spirit speak. Yes. Step three is to find some characteristics of God. Perhaps I just was saying that. That's what I, (laughs) <laughs> that but you just lead in it. I just right, yeah, in. yeah. But in more simpler terms, I wrote down that God is love because God loves me and continually demonstrates his love for me. I trust him and trusting him provides me hope. That's really what I was just saying in fewer words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I put that he is my refuge. We've talked about that. When I remember to run to him in trouble, he reminds me of his faithfulness. Oh, so, yeah. And step four is to identify the lie of the enemy. We need to call this out because Mm -hmm. how often we live in that, what you were saying, the antonyms before with an attitude that's pessimistic or doubtful or angsty and um, anxious. And so help us, help us call that out so we can be like, oh, this is what I'm aligning with when I'm embracing that feeling instead of hope. Right. So um, I really took to heart the half truth that the enemy works in half. Absolutely. So like, I can believe that God loves me. I know he loves me, but do I really believe that his spirit is in me continuously, Mm. that it is generous and uh, constantly flowing through me and you and, you know, my sister and brother next door in the same amounts. What, like in the amounts that each of us need, like that's the doubt. Like that's the lie. Like, okay. I, I, cause I don't understand the Holy spirit. I'm going to start doubting when I feel conviction or that pricking or awareness to, to move or wait or, or go or stay. So I can see it in others, people's lives easier than I can see it in mine. And so that must mean that his spirit isn't always there. Yeah. 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 That was what I saw. Yeah. 
I love that. Yeah. Don't love it. But I love that you're able to call right. that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and I think similarly, I, I wrote, God has disappointed you before. Remember, like, is this, Hey, remember, oh. right. Remember when you didn't get what you hoped yes. for before. And I was just studying in Exodus where God takes the Israelites the long way around because, mm. um, because the, he knows they're going to run into the Philistine territory and there's going to be a battle and they're not ready for battle. I think it's Exodus 17. And I've really been sitting with that because sometimes our long way around is actually for our mm. protection. It's actually God's kindness, but it feels like he's disappointed us. It feels like he's let us down or something because we don't understand why is this taking so long? Why isn't yeah. this happening? Why didn't it ever happen? You know, all those things. And I feel like the enemy just wants to jump up and down on that and be like, remember that didn't work out for you mm. before. And so he's going to let you down again, or at least he might. He's not reliable. Don't put your hope in him. You better put it mm. in yourself, right? Right. Uh, it's ugly. Yeah. It's ugly. And yet, so often, at least initially, I'm making decisions by, I better take care of this myself. I might look silly if I depend on him. He might make yeah. me wait too long. He might take me the long way around. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. People, people are going to question this. Yes. So I better just take care of it and yeah. not say anything. I've made so many decisions mm. from the place of, I don't want to look silly. I don't want to look, yeah. silly. I don't want to look foolish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when we really just say, I am trusting the Lord, I put my hope in the Lord, that doesn't maybe seem like the smartest thing, you know? And right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's yeah. tempting not to do it. That's right. <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> there's a hundred. Yeah. 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 All right. Step five is so what? where we just note a key takeaway. And I put mine like this. When I find myself doubting or dealing with anxiety, I can pause and spend time praising and worshiping God in that submission and surrender. My hope will be renewed. How about you? What's a key takeaway for you, Katie? Well, to circle back to that idea of the savior and Messiah that came to restore a kingdom that Israel had lost. Um, the Messiah did come. And with him, hope and the hope that will set us free. And it sets us free from worrying how we're going to be taken care of. It takes it, it sets us free from the shame and doubt and confusion and self-effort. It sets us free from all the things that we carry. Yeah. Self-effort. That one just, it, mm -hmm. it just pierces my heart. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't, it's so, I'm so quick to do it, but I don't want to do yeah. it. But yeah, I think as we grow, we do, I always say this spiritual growth is evident when we recognize we're doing it faster and we stay there less time, right? Like I recognize I'm believing the lie and I run to him faster. You know, I think, uh, yeah, that's what spiritual growth is. Cause we are going to do it. And if we do it less and stay there less then we're growing, uh, that's, how yeah. I celebrate. Yeah. That's how I celebrate growth. Oh, friend, we would love to hear your takeaway. You can email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you have not yet, I would be so grateful. Give me a Christmas present and subscribe to the podcast. She says shamelessly. <laughs> it only takes a second. He's laughing so hard. You can't see it, but she's laughing. It only takes a second. It guarantees you will receive every episode. And if someone came to mind today, if someone in your circle of friends, your family could use 
just some, uh, just an infusion of hope. I would love it if you would share this episode with them. Inviting them into what we're doing here is another great way to support the show. And we are nearing the end, friend, of our Monday-Wednesday rhythm, but the guest episodes still to come are so rich. I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for another conversation with a guest sharing how studying the Bible has transformed their lives. Wednesday's episode is with my dear friend, Mary Kay Tiller, and her story is powerfully encouraging. I know you are going to love her. And thank you again for joining me, my friend, Katie. Yes, you are so welcome. Anytime. (laughs) I love doing these with you. And thank you, friend, for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.